The month of July enters in this week, and as we travel deep into the heart of the summer, you are always locked and loaded onto the hottest show in the streets, the number one source of Crimson Tide football. News, notes, and information, that being in my own words, with yours truly, your man, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Appreciating everybody for checking us out to start your week, your work week on a Monday. We bring this to you from Tuscaloosa Street. Streaming this to you via YouTube. And speaking of YouTube, go ahead right now, drop a thumbs up, give a like on the show, hit that subscribe button, and turn all of those notifications on so that you can have the best in news, notes, and materials here on your Crimson Tide as we are 68 days away from Alabama football, paying homage to one Nick Saban, who is 68 years old. Despite the craziness going around from the uh, global pandemic, uh, Alabama Athletic Director Greg Burns and still very much so optimistic in having a football season here for the Crimson Tide. But just speaking of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, folks, you can purchase one of our magazine copies right now. You can purchase one of our magazine copies and get it sent to your front door. There's a link in the description of where to go to to get those magazine copies, make those purchases. So in showing that support, the Touchdown Alabama Magazine, we continue to give you the best in Crimson Tide news, notes, information. You can purchase a copy of our magazine, purchase copies of the magazine right now and get that sent to your door. But we start things off by addressing the better half of the room, the man, the myth, the maestro, the legend, the sound video engineer. He wears a lot of hats, and he's my brother. John Ivory, what's going on? What's going on, man? What's up to the chat? Y'all share the show. We got a great show for y'all today, as usual. But uh, roll tie, let's get it. And we want you being a part of the conversation, as John mentioned. And you can do this by calling 205-448-1358. The number again, 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. We want to hear from you, your thoughts, your viewpoints, what you think about Crimson Tide football. It's going to be awesome to talk with Justin Smith, the lead scouting and recruiting analyst later on in the show as some big news has hit for the Crimson Tide. And that big news comes in the form of three-star defensive back Devontae Smith, who has committed to the University of Alabama for the 2021 class, the young man from Ohio. Alabama already has a Devontae Smith on the roster already at wide receiver, but the defensive back, a Devontae Smith, who recently decommitted from Ohio State has committed to the Alabama Crimson Tide for 2021. It's going to be awesome to get Justin on here to talk about this young man and what he brings to the program. But as we dive into now the first topic of conversation here on the show, and uh, folks, quarterbacks in college football, not, not all quarterbacks have the same goals. Not every quarterback has the same goals. Now, Team goals, they are the same in terms of, you know, every quarterback wants to lead its team to a conference championship. Every quarterback wants to lead its team to the college football playoff. And every quarterback wants to lead his team to, you know, a college football playoff national championship. So all of those team goals are the same. But when you discuss individual goals, stats goals, 
Not every quarterback takes statistics into high consideration. Some do, because for some, big numbers, gaudy numbers means Heisman. Big numbers mean uh, individual accolades. Big numbers mean individual hardware. And for others, they don't really concern themselves much so with stats because their thought process is, my main thing is to win a championship ring, right? If I get the numbers, that's great. If I get the stats, that's cool. But my main thing is getting my hand fitted for my ring. Put that ring on me. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get this championship. So that's where some quarterbacks would differ. Not a lot of them care about stats. But the main big picture that most, if not all, signal callers care about is how will the fans remember me upon the end of my playing career in college because at some point that playing career is going to end you're going to go off somewhere and do big things in life and quarterback could get married have a wife and children and you may want to come back to the place to where you spent a lot of time at you became a legend at and you know every quarterback wants to be that guy when they come home the fans are like oh my gosh bro you was the truth man i remember where i was when you threw that touchdown big homie i remember where i was when we when you took us on that big drive big homie i remember where i was man without you my life as a fan for this football program would have just been dead. I gotta get the selfie, man. Hey, babe, babe, take our picture. We, 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 we gotta get we gotta get the selfie. This is this is a so and so this was the best quarter we ever had, man. Take the picture. Everybody wants to be remembered like that, you know, when they come home to their you know respect the programs. And how this happens, especially for Alabama football, is you know, fans much like players and coaches. There are three games circled on the calendar every year. You want to win every game. You desire to win every game. But there are three games circled on the calendar every year. And those three games are the ones where fans go, we gotta have it. We must have it. I want it bad. And if we don't get this game, then there's going to be a problem. If we don't win this game, don't call my phone for the next two or three weeks because if you call me and I cuss you out, if you call me and I blast you out, if you call me and it just feels like I am not handling my emotions well, you know why. Because we lost the football game. And just in terms of you know, Alabama, every quarterback in the Nick Saban era has had, you know, that moment, whether it was John Parker Wilson, whether it was a guy like, whether it was John Parker Wilson, whether it was Greg McElroy, uh, A.J. McCarron, Blake Sims, Jacob Coker, the combination of Jalen Hurts and Tua Tagovailoa, no matter who it was, those guys were remembered as legends at Alabama for what they did in the big moments, what they did in the big games, what they did, you know, in the major, major situations. So when you look at Mac Jones here, Mac Jones, the redshirt junior out of Jacksonville, Florida, the former five, former four-star, excuse me, in the 2017 class, his legend, his legacy will hinge on three games. Alabama fans will take these three games. They will hold him under the biggest microscope. He's got to dominate in these three games right here. And uh, as much as the Alabama-USC game will be fun with Kadon Slovis, a quarterback, game one that Mac Jones must dominate with the legend is concerned is uh, Georgia. That week three matchup against Georgia. 
And the reason why I say this is for national media out there, they believe this feels like Kirby's year. It feels like Kirby's moment. It feels like Kirby's time. Like Kirby Smart has finally gotten the talent in terms of recruiting to knock off Nick Saban. He's finally got the five stars to contend with Nick Saban, to defeat Nick Saban, for this to be his crowning you know, achievement. Everybody's looking at this year like, if Kirby can't do it this year, then when will he ever be able to do it in terms of you know, beating you know, his former ball? So people feel like this is the year for Kirby. We, we finally feel like Kirby is the guy. This, this is his moment. And the thing that he was missing out on was, you know, the quarterback. You know, people thought it would be Jacob Easton. Didn't happen. People thought it would be Jake Fromm. Uh, not so much. And then Kirby Smart completely botched up the whole thing with Justin Fields. Georgia fans believe. But he's fixed that now. We got Jamie Newman, you know, out of the transfer from Wake Forest. He's very talented. He's very gifted. This is the piece that's going to put us over the top. And a lot of Georgia fans feel like, you know, this season, we got our secondary that can lock down any wide receiver room, that can lock down any quarterback. We, we, we got the team that can do it this year. Everybody's high on Georgia. Mac Jones goes out here against the Dogs and goes for 330 to 350 passing yards. You know, three to four touchdowns, no picks, and blows Georgia out off the map. The Heisman talk is going to start for Mac Jones. He goes out there, put up some ridiculous strong numbers. You're going to start hearing folks go, Mac 10, the Heisman? That's got some swag to it. That's got a ring to it. That's got some sauce to it. That's got a little bit of a, a little bit of sex appeal to that. Mac Jones, the, I mean, I'm down. I can get jiggy with that. Let's go. The, the conversation will start with Georgia. And then after that week, you got the LSU game. And... For LSU, you know, for the first time, you know, Tiger fans were able to release some pent-up anger they kept in for, for years. You know, the first national championship since 2007, the first SEC title since 2011, the first time beating Alabama since the 2011, you know, regular season. So LSU felt good about all of these things, but this has been kind of a tumultuous offseason for the Tigers, if you will. You lose two coaches, your best assistants, two other jobs. You lost a lot of star-studded talent on both sides of the ball to the NFL. Uh, Ed Ogeron suffered a very horrifying, just bad off-season situation with him personally that he's dealing with. And then when you couldn't afford to lose any of the players, you you lost two defensive backs to the transfer portal. One of those two I'm going to touch into here later on in the show. But even with all of this, LSU's going, we're still in LSU. This is still our dynasty. You know, we're still the team. We got Miles Brennan. We got uh, Jamar Chase. We got, uh, you know, Terrace Marshall. We got four and five stars all across the woodworks here. We still believe we got this season on lock. We still got Derek Stingley, best corner in the game. We still got the season on lock here. So, LSU. Even with the craziness that's happened this offseason, still believes it's the team to beat here 
Now, in the SEC, now, Mac Jones goes down to the bayou. Alabama has had a lot of success in Death Valley, Tiger Stadium, and Baton Rouge under Nick Saban. Mac Jones goes down to this bayou and puts up 325 to, once again, 350. You no know, passing yards, not more. You know, three to four touchdowns and wipes LSU off the map. Then here come the Heisman chance again. They're going to get kicked in the overdrive because he goes down to LSU in the pit of horror, gets the job done. Fans are going to be going, Mac Jones is seriously about to do this thing. And then, of course, Auburn in the Iron Bowl. Remember the words of former Tiger corner Noah Igbenogahi, who's now in the NFL. He said, Auburn is now the best team in the state. Auburn is now dominating the Iron Bowl. We've won two of the last three. Tigers on a little streak. You know, it's Auburn time. It's Auburn time since Noah Igbenogany. And then with Auburn, you've got, you know, Gus Malzahn and Bo Nix. But, but I'll say this. Remember, the good thing for Mac Jones is he's dealt with Auburn before. Last year, you know, minus the two picks. Had a strong, strong, very strong outing. You know, 335 passing yards and four touchdowns. So, if Mac Jones can duplicate what he did, minus the two turnovers, if he can duplicate what he did from this past matchup with Auburn to this season in Bryant-Denny Stadium this time around, folks, Mac Jones takes care of Georgia LSU Auburn, we're looking at potentially undefeated regular season. And an undefeated regular season for Alabama, it's going to be difficult for people to shut down this team in the college football playoff, which goes hand to glove to the Mac Jones legacy, the Mac Jones legend intact to where he can come back to Tuscaloosa whenever he wants to, and he will not have to pay for a beer in his life. All of his beers will be paid for. All of his cigars will be paid for. He wants he wants food. It'll all be paid for. He wants girls. The women will be lining down the block. Like, he don't got to worry about nothing if he goes out here and takes care of those three matches because those are the three games that you as the fans, y'all have circled. Gotta have Georgia. Gotta have LSU. Gotta have Auburn. You want to win all 12 games, most definitely. You want to have the undefeated regular season, most definitely. But it all starts with those three games, Georgia, LSU, and those Auburn Tigers. Mac Jones gets this done, which I 100% believe he will. This legacy for Mac 10 would be something, something, something very nice here. We go to our first break here on the show. Don't touch that dial. Just getting you warmed up here on a Monday upon our return. It's your time to talk Alabama football with your man right here. We unpack your questions, your phone calls, your thoughts, your tweets, your chats, your concerns, and we're hitting it up after this. Sports fan deserves the proper representation. Whitwill Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care. In support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WhitwillSports.com and get your title towel today. Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit emilyshirloompoundcakes.com. 
click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at Emily's Heirloom Poundcakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Poundcakes, making memories from scratch. We are back in from the break, folks, on a Monday. Hottest show on the streets, best form of Crimson Tide football. News, notes, and information. That being in my own words with your man, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And it's your time, Bama Nation, 205-448-1358. But I'm going to call in to let your voice be heard, 205-448-1358. And we start the Monday off with Waylon, brother man, how are we feeling this week? Ah, uh, we've got to start off the week good. It's Monday on TDA. Got a lot to discuss here, Stephen. Got a lot to discuss. How's everybody doing at TDA today? Doing well, man. Doing very well. And you're happy on the recruiting trail that Crimson Tide picking up a commitment from uh, defensive back, Devontae Smith, who decommitted from Ohio State to commit to the Crimson Tide for 2021. So this week... This week is set to be a very good re- a very good week in recruiting uh, for the Crimson Tide. Uh, <clears throat> yes, exactly. Yeah, we. I mean, I tell you what, all the players we can get, the better. You know, that's just uh, that's the way we wanted Alabama. But I was sort of in shock though over that uh, PDA there put out the uh, what one of our fellow uh, uh, cities here that's nearby six miles from my hometown, a uh, mayor putting a uh, comment on Facebook about the Alabama uh, video that was made with Coach Saban. And I know this man. This is, uh, this is, this is not uh, something you can take back. This is, uh, this is downright ignorant, Stephen, is all I know to say. Uh, I will apologize for this person. I'll apologize for this city because not all people in this area are that way. And uh, it was just a shock to me for this to happen. And once again, I will apologize for this. I am sorry. Well, Wayne, we we appreciate, you know, your viewpoint and where you stand, you know, on the whole situation because, I mean, I mean, I, I mean like you mentioned, it's, it is utter ignorance just due to Coach Saban did the right thing in standing with his players. If, if this is something that concerns the players, if this is something that the players feel strongly about and they want your trust, they want your support, they want your approval, and to see you know, Coach Saban want to be a part of it, he want to get out there in front of it and be like, I'm here you know, with my guys. I'm standing out with my players. I'm, I'm here as a father figure to you know, these young men who are – bold enough to not only to not only speak out but have that conviction as to, in, in what they're saying so to have 16 to have um you know 13 student athletes speak with you know Alex Leatherwood included and to have coach Saban insert himself in there you know for those players with those players to be a part of you know what the change is trying to be brought in here was a great thing by them. I commend the entire University of Alabama for having this done and for speaking out on the matter. And, uh, you know, it, it it takes a strong-willed individual to do something like this even when you may be faced with some backlash. Exactly. Well, we go back to 1970. This is why Coach Bryant wanted to get the, uh, the black players to Alabama before, you know, 1970, and he couldn't. You know, we played USC 
1970 at Legion Field. They beat us 42 to 21. Sam Baum Cunningham played for the late John McKay, and he scored six touchdowns that day. And they asked uh, Coach Bryant, why couldn't you stop him? He said, well, hell, he said, Coach Dye put in eight damn different linebackers. He said, I, we, we didn't have players uh, 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 able to stop the man. He was an athlete. You know, he was a, he, he was a runner from way back. You know, they just didn't have the athletes. And then Coach Bryant knew then the corner had to be turned. Things had to be changed. And people still want to go back the way it is. I don't understand. But we didn't do a poem today. And our, and our, uh, we just wanted to rant on that a little bit. And our number 10 best all-time player for me, I'm going to go A.J. Bart Starr and Reuben Foster. But always remember this. I hope everybody in the chat's doing well. I will get your teeth better. I'm going to eat all the uh, pound cake tonight. Remember this, folks. No disaster can overtake you. No plague can come near your dwelling. For he shall give you his angels a charge over you to keep you in all your ways. That's Psalms 90 and 10. All right, Stephen, we'll see everybody on Wednesday. Everybody stay safe. We'll see y'all later. Bye-bye, Stephen. Appreciate that, Wagner. Always enjoying Wagner helping us out here as he does each and every time on the show. We got another call in the queue. You're on live within my own words to start your work week. What's going on? What's going on, Steven? Cannot complain here, man. Doing well, man. Doing well on a Monday. July is almost here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Steven, this is Lewis calling from Birmingham. I just wanted to let all the Bama fans know that with the tools that Gus Fazan has in Auburn, Alabama, I believe Bo Nitz can lead them to a national championship. You got some serious love for Bo Nix here. Now, so my, my question is on Bo Nix. Will Gus Malzahn allow Chad Morris to call the offense? Yes, Gus Malzahn, if, if he has any faith in anybody, it is Chad. Okay. They have that connection. They, they've been close to say that Gus Malzahn trusts him in that offense. If Gus Malzahn let him run that offense, Bo Nix is going to air the ball out. He's going to use his weapons around him. DJ Williams, Tank Gisman, incoming freshman Seth Williams, they can make it all the way to the SEC championship. If they can make it there, they can win the national. Well, I will be at this Alabama-Auburn game this season, so I'm going to check this out myself. I think Bo Nix has got talent. You know, Seth Williams is from Paul from Paul Bryant High School here in Tuscaloosa, so that's going to be a fun matchup. But, man, we appreciate the call. Man, you keep listening to us. No problem, Stephen. War Eagle. We even got, got, got the old Auburn fan calling on in here talking about the uh, Bo Nix and uh, uh, Gus Malzahn in the wide receiver room there for the Tigers. But before we get into the topic here, uh, John, uh, not only is Wagon a great poet, but d- d- does Wagon do some preaching on the side? He just quoted the whole scripture. Yeah, man. Waylon is just – he's a man with uh, – Great way with words, i say that. Great way with words, that being our own weighing in here. But diving into the uh, interesting topic here, and it's, you know, LSU, going back to what I mentioned in the first segment, it had two defensive backs to hit the transfer portal. You know, one of those two guys just so happened to be, you know, five-star Marcel Brooks out of Fort Worth, Texas. And uh, if you check out this video here, 
Brooks was the guy, number nine. Brooks was the guy last year, but after the 46-41 win for LSU over Alabama at Brian Denny, he goes into the stands. He initiates his teammates going into the stands to taunt not just the Alabama fans, but he's, he's looking at the 2020 recruits trying to get those guys to flip to LSU. So Marcel Brooks all, all, all in now, all into the stands, taunting the fans, all into the stands trying to flip the Crimson Tide recruits for 2020 to go to the Tigers. And it's interesting that while he was doing this, Mr. Brooks decided to put himself into the NCAA transfer portal. I don't know why he did it. I don't know the reason behind him doing it. But from taunting Alabama to putting himself into the portal as if LSU could afford to lose any more guys, you know, off the defense, they lost Mr. Marcel Brooks there. But we got another break here on the show. Don't touch that down, folks, because we, upon our return, we sit down with the man, the myth, the legend, the boots on the ground and recruiting TDA's own Justin Smith to talk about this 2021 class and its latest commitment, Mr. Devontae Smith, right after this. want delicious homestyle cooking, sushi, and hibachi, check out Otoro Hibachi in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. At home and you can't get away from the TV because the Crimson Tide is about to score? Don't worry. Delivery is also available through Waiter and Crimson To Go. That's Otoro Hibachi in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And make sure you let them know the good folks at Touchdown Alabama sent you. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. We're back into the action, folks, on the number one source for Crimson Tide football news, notes, and information on a Monday. In my own words, with yours truly, Stephen M. Smith. Got the man John Ivory in the building. As always, be sure to give a like on the show, a thumbs up and like on the show. Hit that subscribe button and turn on those notifications. But we go to the man, the myth, the legend, the boots on the ground and recruiting. We pick up the lead, scouting and recruiting analyst for TDA, Justin Smith, man, it's Monday. How you feeling, brother? I'm doing pretty good, Stephen. Always good, Justin, to have you on the network. Well, first and foremost, as we get this thing started, Alabama, huge commitment today. Three-star defensive back, Devontae Smith out of Ohio for the 2021 class. He decommitted from the Buckeyes, commits to Alabama. What does he provide the Crimson Tide from a skill standpoint, from a talent standpoint? How huge was this getting Mr. Smith? Well, I think this is a huge get um, for the Tide in the 2021 recruiting class, picking up a second defensive back commit. He's going to be ready as a four-star on touchdown. Alabama.com on our um, recruiting ranks. He's definitely going to be a four-star recruit. It's easy to see that by looking at his film. This is a kid who's very versatile at the defensive back position. Plays a little bit of corner safety. Plays pretty much wherever LaSalle High School wants him at within the secondary. He also plays within the box sometimes, bringing him up closer to the line of scrimmage. So you're getting a versatile 
gets us back in Devontae Smith out of LaSalle High School in Cincinnati, Ohio. This is a kid who models his game after former Alabama defensive back Mika Fitzpatrick. He did tell me that Fitzpatrick was his um, favorite uh, football player of all time, so we all know how um, versatile Mika Fitzpatrick was during his career at the University of Alabama. So this is a kid who's a very versatile defensive back, not afraid to come downhill and help and run support. One of the things I really like about his game personally is the fact that he wraps upon making contact when he makes tackles. I think that's something that's really going to translate to the next level for him, especially playing within the SEC when you're going up against 200-pound running backs every week. Now, Justin, he becomes the second guy following Brian Branch, who came in, the, in this 2020 class, to say that Minka Fitzpatrick was somebody that these two guys looked up to, they watched, they studied. And like you mentioned, Fitzpatrick did a lot of things well. He covered well, he tackled well, he blitzed off the edge, he carried the mindset of Nick Saban. Now, when you watch Devontae Smith's film here, just what things have you picked up that have you go – he resembles Minka in this area. What what things did you pick up from Smith's film? Well, I think the thing that I was talking about that I think that was really impressive about the film is the tackling. I think Minka was a very effective tackler in the fact that LaSalle High School likes to use him similar in a way to the way that Ty used Minka Fitzpatrick in terms of using him in so many different ways, on plugging him in. And that's something the Ty's coaching staff has discussed with Devontae, telling him that, yo, we want you to play anywhere within our um, secondary star money, anywhere. We want to try you at all of those different positions. That was one of the things the Ty's coaching staff really likes about Devontae Smith. So I, I see that they, in terms of them being resemble, in terms of their resemblance in terms of Mika Fitzpatrick and Devontae Smith, I would definitely say the tackling the versatility. If you're just tuning in to the show, ladies and gentlemen, we got the lead scouting and recruiting analyst for Touchdown Alabama Magazine, Justin Smith here on the line. And Justin, this is setting up to be a big week in recruiting for the Crimson Tide. Today, of course, was Devontae Smith. A lot of rumors going on that, you know, July 1st, we could potentially see, you know, Dallas Turner, the four-star outside linebacker out of Florida, make his move. Uh, the Brockemeyer twins could pop at this time. You have a wide receiver in uh, Brian Thomas Jr. out of Louisiana that can make a move. So this is a massive week here for Alabama on the recruiting trail for 2021. How do you see this play out? Well, I think the Tide has a good chance of letting Dallas turn. Of course, he's, he's set to announce his commitment on um, July 1st. He's the only one that really has a commitment they set at the moment. But there are rumors spreading about Brian Thomas and uh, Brockamire Twins, of course, um, keeping the, paying attention to them. Of course, you have to pay attention to those guys because anything can happen. But from my end, for what I'm hearing, I don't I don't hear anything as far as being a substantial that Brian Thomas can make a um, decision this week. I do think Tide is in a great position, but I don't see him making a um, decision this week. But it is a Recruiting, um, things change um, very quickly and very rapidly. But right now, for what I'm hearing, I don't think Brian Thomas will make a decision um, this week. And the Brockamire Twins could come out at any time, but um, I'm not 100% sure it'll be this week. But I'm not hearing anything that's substantial enough to make that claim. But I do think the Tide is in a great position with um, Dallas Turner. And as I said on the last uh, last episode when I joined you on in my own words, I said the Tide was in for a good week. And Devontae Smith's commitment was the beginning of that good week. Now, if you, as we look at now here, Justin, one Christian story, the, uh, you know, big-time athlete at Lynette High School, excuse me, here in Alabama who chose to come to the Crimson Tide 
for 2020. He made his decision to uh, play defensive back, you know, instead of quarterback at 6'1", 213 pounds. Alabama coach Saban is going to use him as a safety. He played uh, a lot of positions in high school, primarily on offense. But when you look at his body frame, you look at his talent, his skill set, you know, his size, what does he offer, you know, as a safety that, you know, tight fans should be excited about once he's able to, at some point, get on the field? What excites you about um, Christian Story at that safety position? Well, he is a kid that's very well put together. When you look at his size, I'm weighing about six two and weighing, I mean, standing at six two and weighing um, more than two hundred pounds. So he's a very well put together athlete at that safety position. He has a lot of experience playing multiple positions. I think he has a high football IQ, as his um, dad has told me uh, multiple times. Um, the head coach of the Net High School and um, the head coach of um, Lynette High School and Christian Story's daddy did tell me a lot of times that he raised his sons to play the quarterback position. They have been trained to play quarterback, so they are very well developed at that position. But he, have used, he, has, used, he has used Story in so many different ways. We're looking at the wide receiver position, safety, cornerback, using him in so many different ways. So I think this kid was in high IQ, and I think that experience that he did have playing quarterback so long at the high school football level, I think that's going to help him definitely on the back end of his secondary. So I think he's a guy with great size. He plays with a lot of patience. This is a kid who really knows a lot about the game, and I think that really shines when he plays with that amount of patience and confidence. This is a kid who plays under control, so I think that is something he's going to bring to that safety position. Folks, if you're just tuning in to the show here on a Monday, we got the lead uh, scouting and recruiting analyst for TDA, Justin Smith, on the line talking Crimson Tide recruiting for 2021 and on up. And Justin, while a lot of these athletes, they're high on Charles Kelly as a recruiter. They're high on Jeff Banks. They're high on Steve Sarkeesian. Freddie Roach does a good job. Uh, uh, Pete Golding does, does pretty strong on the recruiting trail. Also, Sal Sinceri. But one guy that's starting to really make his presence felt on this trail is Tino Sanceri, who is a graduate assistant on staff working with quarterbacks, helping out with Coach Sark. What do these players like about Tino? I know he kind of does the in-house recruiting ordeal and he has some little TikTok things that he does on social media, but what is drawing these young athletes to Tino Sanceri on the recruiting trail? I think um, with um, Tino, of course, with him not being an official, um, official like coach as far as uh, being a field position coaching title, I think he gets a chance to connect with the players that are currently on the roster and also get a chance to connect with recruits a lot more on a personal level. I have had several recruits talk about having a great relationship with them, even when he was not at Alabama, when he was at his um, former school, they even talked about having a great relationship with them. And their relationship has translated to him being hired on at the University of Alabama. So I think that is something that really um, helps uh, Alabama in terms of having Tino since on the coaching staff. He's a kid that can really relate on a personal level to a lot of recruits. But the guy who I'm really impressed with as of late on the recruiting trail is Alabama's running back coach, Charles Huff. He has played a good role, a large role in Alabama picking up on some of their latest commitments. Charles Huff has done a fantastic job there, Justin, on that recruiting trail. And Kyle Flood has done great as well when you look at the offensive linemen. But continuing with the conversation of you know, this 2021 class here as Staben and the staff starting to pick up, heat up, and getting these young athletes – 
as far as the positions of need, I remember the last time you were here, you spoke on those positions of need, still being, you know, an offensive lineman, still being, you know, maybe some more guys on defense in the secondary, possibly even in, uh, you know, the linebacking court or the defensive line positions. What are the positions of need now as Alabama starting to heat some things up, pick some things up? What would you say are the priority positions right now? Well, of course, the offensive line position is going to remain a priority because the tide only has one at this moment, and this is a class that could have four to five offensive linemen. So the offensive line position is still a priority for the tide. Of course, they want to continue to get wide receivers. They do have those three guys verbally committed from the state of Florida, but I still see the tide can pull in another wide receiver, whether that is Brian Thomas, the four-star wide receiver of Louisiana, or possibly Malcolm Johnson, another guy who um can – can stake his claim of possibly being the fastest guy in the country alongside Leary. So Alabama's still out there a couple of wide receivers in the 2021 recruiting class. So I'll pay attention to the wide receiver position as well as the offensive line position. The defensive back position is going to be a position I feel is going to take up a great portion of the 2021 class just based off the way the tide has used, uh, has recruited the defensive back position over the last couple of recruiting cycles, the 2019 cycle and the 2020 cycle. The tide is pulling in four to five guys average, so I can see them pulling in a good number of defensive backs in the 2021 recruiting class as well. So they are not done with Devontae Smith and Kane Williams being there, two defensive back commits at the moment. Folks, he is Justin Smith, the lead scouting and recruiting analyst for TDA, the boots on the ground scouting at all of these young athletes. Be sure to check out his show, The Process, which drops every Tuesday and Thursday to the YouTube channel. Justin, as always, man, be good. We appreciate you, man. Stay safe out there. Thank you, Zeevan. Always fun getting a chance to talk recruiting with one Justin Smith on this 2021 trail here. But we're going to go to our next break, folks. Don't touch that down. Upon our return, it's back on you. You know what time it is. It's time to talk football with yours truly. We're unpacking your phone calls, your tweets, your texts, your thoughts, your chats. Bring them in. Let's have a dialogue right after this. menswear in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Back into the action, folks, on the hottest show in the streets here, in my own words, with yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, getting your work week started. Got the man John Ivory in the production studio, as always, appreciating having the opportunity to speak with Justin Smith in the previous segment and you can go to touchdownalabama.com to check out his story on Devontae Smith the four-star corner Alabama got for the 2021 class as Smith was able to get the story get the information from all sorts of different angles so once again touchdownalabama.com the site to check out 
know, Justin Story on Devontae Smith for the 2021 class in that defensive backfield. But another interesting topic here, folks, as you're getting your thoughts together, 205-448-1358. For number to call and let your voice be heard, 205-448-1358. John, Coach Saban is a competitor. We all know Coach Saban is a competitor and everything, but I think we found the one person – that's probably just as competitive, if not more, than Coach Saban. And no, it is not another coach. It's somebody in his own family. It's his granddaughter. Coach, <laughs> coach Saban and his granddaughter, bless his heart. Coach Saban and his granddaughter, over the weekend, on Friday of last week, they were racing scooters in the Saban's driveway. We're racing scooters. And so on Saturday, you know, Coach Saban was on Crimson Tide Sports Network with Eli Gold and company, and it was the Alabama Athletics Summer Update radio show, and Eli Gold was asking Coach Saban what's going on, what's new, how you've been adjusting, you know, what can we look forward to seeing you know, this season, how's the family life going, and Saban proceeded to dive into the story of, on Friday, he and his granddaughter racing scooters, and, you know, his daughter doesn't want to lose. He doesn't want to lose. And so Coach Saban runs his scooter off the driveway, flips the scooter. You know, he wrecked his scooter. His daughter, his granddaughter did not wreck hers. Grandbaby won the race. Grandbaby defeats the GOAT. Grandbaby took out Coach Saban in the great legendary scooter race Coach Saban had. Slight injury, nothing too major, nothing too, you know, catastrophic, just a small injury. Of course, he did chuckle when he said, you know, I wrecked my little car. She didn't wreck her. So, grandbaby won the great scooter race. Uh, so, you know, John Ivory, can, can, can we say Nick Saban's granddaughter, the, the next Bama football coach? I mean, she did win the race. We're going to have to see. So, they might have to get a rematch in. They might have to get a rematch in. So, score one there for the baby girl, for the grandbaby, getting the – Scooter win over Coach Saban. I'm pretty sure Miss Terry went out there just to make sure everything's okay. I'm pretty sure she had a couple of laughs in. Knowing me, I want to bust a couple of laughs out there. But also, you know, Miss Terry was more than likely definitely out there making sure that her husband okay. You know, the, the, the scooter did not really, you know, hit, hurt Saban too badly. But it's always fun to see there, you know, Coach Saban. You know, interacting with his family. And, and during the time of this, you know, coronavirus where you're not, you know, every day maybe interacting with your players the way you would like to. Now, yes, there's Zoom calls. Yes, there are team meetings. Yes, there are, you know, the in-person voluntary workouts that, you know, David Ballou and Dr. Matt Ray have done an outstanding job of. But, you know, this is more of a time for, you know, Coach Saban to spend, you know, with his wife, to spend with his children and his grandchildren. So that's awesome. And uh, this also shows not only is Saban durable with scooters, but this shows the recruits out there, hey, Coach Saban, 68 years old, still having fun. This shows Coach Saban, 68 years old, being able to relate to these young cats out here in terms of players. You've seen a lot of players riding go-karts, riding four-wheelers, riding big bikes, riding motorcycles. Well, Coach Saban, you know, he's growing in there, you know. It took him a minute to get used to checking his own email, but he did it, checking his own email. And now he has grown from checking the emails to riding scooters, racing scooters with his granddaughter. So, 
Coach Saban using this time as a grandfather to have fun and and, and be around the family. So that's uh, that's always fantastic there. And then just in other news here, as I mentioned earlier, even with the the craziness going on in the global you know pandemic of the coronavirus, the athletic director for the University of Alabama, Greg Burns, still very optimistic of a, of an Alabama football season in a college football season, despite uh, the naysay, despite some pessimistic thoughts, you know, despite the the ever much so growing of cases of this virus and people trying to find different ways to uh, uh, control the situation, control the testing, you know, try to get the numbers down as much as they can, if they can get them down. But according to uh, Greg Byrne, he is still very much so optimistic. He is ve- he is still very much so hopeful. He is still very much so in high faith that a season is in pocket here for the Crimson Tide. My thing, is, my thing here is John is you know Alabama having the season is in terms of the fans. Will they have it more so first come first serve? That's kind of my question. Will they have it first come first serve the first? You know, a few hundred thousand fans or so, a few thousand fans or so. You know, if you have your mask on, they open the gate, they let you in there, that they space you out, trying to keep the six feet. It'll be interesting to see, John. Will they have this kind of first come, first serve? I don't know. I think um, I know it's gonna it's gonna have to be spread out. I mean, it's, 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 it's gonna have to be spread out. You're right, but I mean, my thing is, will they put out like an APB of okay, the first. 100 fans, the first 200, the first 1,000 fans, you know, get in here. We're going we're gonna to open the gate, get you in here, space you out six feet, try to, you know, have a controlled environment. That's kind of my thing. They might do it, and that might boost the uh, ticket prices up really high. But I, could, I could see that, too, though. I could see that, too. Now, now, the season ticket holders, I would imagine they would get first dibs. If you're a season ticket holder – I would imagine that. Now, of course, after the season ticket holders, then it becomes a free-for-all, and then your point comes in there greatly, John, about how they could boost up the ticket sales. Who knows what will happen? My thing is, as long as Alabama's having football, Greg Burns hopeful, you've got the six-week preseason plan, I want to see some football take place in this upcoming season here. But we go to another break right here, ladies and gentlemen. But we encourage you to continue to light up the YouTube chat line with your thoughts, your viewpoints, your questions, your concerns. Definitely enjoy hearing from you. Upon our return, we dive into one. Will Reichert, Alabama kicker, back fully healthy. What does this mean for the Crimson Tide in the upcoming season? We'll talk Reichert after this. If you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. 
Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. We're rocking and rolling here, folks, on a Monday, starting your work week on the number one source for Crimson Tide football news. In my own words, with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Appreciating every last one of you for tuning in on today. Be sure to, as always, give a thumbs up on the show, hit that like button, but also hit that subscribe button and turn all of those notifications on so that you can have the best news, notes, updates, alerts on your Alabama program. But we get now Will Reichard, Alabama kicker, who is... 100% healthy, fully healthy. I saw this video over the weekend, John, and when I saw it, I, I quote tweeted it, please, God, let this be true. Will Riker out there, first time back healthy, kicking the ball 60 yards through the goal post off the dirt. 60-yard field goal off the dirt here, folks, as you're, as you're checking this out here. Healthy, full on. Of course, Alabama has brought in David Ballou and Dr. Matt Ray to ensure the health of all the players, including one Will Reichert, of whom uh, he came into Alabama 2019 uh, from Hoover. And uh, this was a guy that was a three-star recruit, but a three-star recruit in terms of a kicker is like a five-star recruit equivalent for a player. So big-time kicker. He came out of the Coles kicking camp as the best one from that camp at six foot one, you know, 180 pounds, had a tremendous high school career, you know, 27 of 31 made field goals. That's 87.1%. That's Lou Groza type numbers right there. He had he hit on all 109 of his extra points. And of his 188 kickoffs, 186 of those were touchbacks. Now, last year he started off. He started off coming on a little bit as a freshman. Was four of seven, you know, on field goals. Even the ones that he missed, they were close misses. Like he was, he hit the ball dead on, driving it. It was a bit of wind, maybe to the left, bit of wind, maybe to the right. That kind of pushed it a little bit. But you know, four of seven on field goals. He um, made 21 of 22 extra points. Did really well there on the kickoffs. And then uh, the Southern Miss game happened where he suffered a hip flexor in the fourth game of the season. And, uh, you know, people thought it was a minor hip flexor. Alabama brought him back two weeks later against Tennessee. Obviously, the young man was still in some pain. And he was put on the shelf to end the remainder of the year. And, of course, U.S. the Bama Nation were concerned about did he tear something? Did he rip something? Did he break something? Was something, you know, fractured? Like, what is going on with Will? Like, we thought this was the kicker. Uh, what's going on with Will? Is Will good? Well, after seeing the video... And I saw on loop all day Saturday, Will Riker is okay. Now, for a lot of you out there, you still carry the sentiment of, can he do it on the field, though? Steven, I've been burned by kickers time and time and time again. Folks said that Adam, folks said that Adam Griffin was supposed to be the guy. You know, he burned me. 
Steven, Andy Papa Josh, you know, Andy Papanastas in the national championship game. We thought he was going to make it. He pushed it to the left, Steven, against Georgia. If he would have made that kick, he would have been a hero. Pushed it to the left, Steven. I don't know, Steven. I like the video. The video's tempting, but can he do it in an actual game? I know. Bamination, you do not want to give your heart to a kicker. I know. A lot of y'all have been heartbroken countless times. But seeing this video is a really, really good sign because this, this is literally the missing piece. In the Nick Saban era, Nick Saban has hit on a lot of players at various positions. And, and with Tua Tagovailoa, you know, he's starting to hit even more on the quarterback. But the kicker position, this is, this is the missing piece right here. This is the missing piece. And uh, the last consistent guy that Alabama had was Jeremy Shelley, 2012. Made all 11 of his attempts. But he was the short-range guy. The last kicker that Alabama had that could drive it off the tee drive it long distance and put it in chip it in from short range i know i'm using golf terms here but nick saban equates field goal kicking to golf the last guy that was consistent in both short and long distances was lee tiffin back in 2009 who hit 30 of 35 field goal attempts that was 87 85.7 percent he was a finalist for the lou groza award that season so it's, it's been a while since Alabama had somebody it can count on, it can depend on from the place-kicking aspect. And I just look at Will Reichard, confident young man, great high school career. When he goes to the Alabama-Mississippi All-Star game, I remember our own Justin Smith was at that game, and Reichert made two 50-plus yard field goals in the rain, I might add, at that game. And he came into Alabama speaking really confidently about he was going to be the one to change, to fix, to eradicate the kicking woes. I know he was hurt last year. Hurt against Southern Miss. Healthy, fully healthy, kicking the ball off the dirt, 60 yards, back hitting good footballs in sort of a practice ordeal and with blue and ray in here both of these two are going to make sure will reichert stays healthy if this young man stays healthy he'll be able to produce if this young man stays healthy he will be able to get the job done this is going to be you know alabama's kicker here for the long haul but as always folks you want the best in alabama football news well before we before we wrap this thing up we're going to actually take a final break here on the show but upon our return we'll wrap things up don't touch that down folks as always you're listening to in my own words <laughs> Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. We're back in here, folks, on In My Own Words, just uh, wrapping up my viewpoint here on the kicker, Will Reichert. I mean, I, I understand, Bama Nation, y'all have been burned by kickers, and, and, and I get it. You know, 
uh, Cade Foster, <laughs> 2013. <laughs> you know, that didn't work out. Adam Griffith had some great moments, but some inconsistent moments. You know, Andy Papanastas, you know, missed the national championship game field goal, among others. You know, Joseph Belovis, despite the improvements that he did make last year, when you go to the Iron Bowl game and uh, – Mac Jones puts you in position. All you got to do is make the field goal to send the game into overtime, and he doinked it off the upright. And Alabama lost that game 48-45. to It's like you, the Titan Nation, is saying, how long, how long is it going to take for us to finally be able to put our trust, our hope, our heart into a field goal kicker? But I, I think this is the guy. I, I literally think that Reichert is the guy. Just got to stay healthy. He stays healthy. He goes out here and, and produces. The Alabama would have solved, you know, the kicking woes for uh, the upcoming season. Now, I still look at Tylen Pirai and Ty Pirai as an option. He's definitely still an option if you wanted to create more depth there. But seeing, you know, Reichert's foot, Reichert's ability to – you know, be successful from that aspect. Really like what uh, Riker can bring to the table here for the upcoming season. Well, was awesome getting a chance to talk about the recruitment of the young man Devontae Smith. So, 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 so here, here's a fun question here, John. Before we before we wrap this thing up here, let's say the, the four star signs in the 2021 class, and um, well, you've you, the four star signs in the 2021 class, and You've already got a guy named Devontae Smith already on the roster as it is, even though this Devontae Smith will be gone by the time that one comes in. To kind of keep the two separated, I mean, uh, how do you state their names? I don't know. We're going to have to just bring Smitty to the forefront. It's going to have to be Smitty and Devontae Smith. <laughs> good good go. Good know. go. We're going ha- to have to go Smitty. For the wide receiver, Devontae Smith, and then just full-on Devontae Smith for the young man who uh, is in for the 2021 class. But, folks, as always, you want the best in news, notes, information, and content on your Crimson Tide. You can get this always by downloading the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. It's very simple, very easy to do. You want to be the envy of your friends. You want to be the go-to person for having, you know, the best outlet for Crimson Tide football. You get the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You can do this by downloading it from the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple. Google Play Store if you just so happen to have the Android phone here. For your audio listening needs, we got you covered here, whether it's iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Overcast.fm, or iHeartRadio. We got you covered. As always, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you can you can purchase you can purchase copies, individual copies of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Have it sent to your door. Uh, the link is in the description. You want to continue having the best in Alabama football content? You go. You can go to uh, the link in the description to purchase individual copies of the magazine. Have it sent to your door. Have that keepsake in hand as you continue to always gleam. 
Alabama football. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, folks, I will return on Wednesday. Continue the conversation on your Crimson Tide. It's going to be awesome having Matt Cadell, former Crimson Tide receiver, join us as he does each and every Wednesday. But until next time, folks, husbands, love your wives. Wives, appreciate, value those husbands, children. Do those things legitimately now to not be bored. Get you those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. Protect yourself. Protect the loved ones around you. Until next time, folks, I'm your man, Stephen M. Smith, and this has been In My Own Words.